The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. All right, thanks for listening, calling, and uh, participating today. Thank you to Black and Abdallah, who will be on 6-7 to seven after Waddle and Sylvie, and then the World Series Game 3 in Arizona, Series tied at 1. And Crosstalk is brought to you by Hawthorne Betting Bars. Watch and wager the Breeders' Cup this weekend, Friday and Saturday. 14 races for 28 Schmildo. Love it. Schmildo. It's a lot of money. 28 a lot million. Of, a lot of money. That's your horse. It's a lot of friend. cheese. I got a picture of the one. A lot of schmoes. A lot of what? What did that horse pay? What did that horse pay? I think it went off it. Yeah, I think it was a four or five to one. Five to one, pay a 12. Yeah, something like that. Tommy uh, Tommy had a horse. She texted I called me you in, in the Vegas. morning. I sent you a text in the morning. Sent me a text in Tommy Vegas, had unfortunately. Let's write that pair. It was 15 on the grass. It was kicking everybody's ass. The horse ate special trophy oats. It's $100,000 maiden claimer. How about that? Hundred thousand men claim sixty grand in the pocket right 60 there. Grand. Six thousand in the shock. That covers your nothing, nothing. For the year, maybe. What they pay for that horse at the I uh, doubt, I don't at know. the Keeneland summer sales? I don't know the September sales. Not sure, I'm not that How dialed in. Sale for all horses. Not at sure. Not sure. What? Lots of sales. What do we got? Did he stay Sylvie. In? Sylvie holding oh, a wiener. Oh, Is that Sylvie holding a wiener? <laughs> Did you send that for that? I didn't know. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I don't know what yes, you're talking that about. That is so good. What's the tweet? What is the... Uh, I don't know what's you, going uh, it's on from, over uh, there. It's from our show. Which show is that from? Your, it's from uh, the uh, Young Frankenstein. No, 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 no. no. What's it called? Uh, when he was tortured. Oh, come on. Wait, the I dragons. See it. The guy, he tortured the poor guy. Tortured the dragons. the dragons. Oh, no. It's our, our show. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. He's waving the sausage in his face. Yeah, I remember that's that. Awesome. Yes. Hmm. That's a going to put beer league. Put beer league. Tweet another one. Put beer. Game league. of Thrones. That's right. What was his name? That character was an evil character. Evil, evil bastard. Then he was going after the the the, 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 the ones with the iron, the iron boats. Who are the people with the iron boats up north? I don't remember. Yeah. Did you like the new one? No, I never watched it. It wasn't bad. Sylvie's having fun right now. Should we tell everybody what you're doing? No. Nah. Nah? Okay. Should we tell him at least where to go? So they are know? you going to participate today? No, he's having too much fun. Are you, you going to film another Mr. video? S- you are you going to film another promotional mm. video? So so Which one? This is so hey, good, it's so good. Hey, Coppola, can yeah. we get another video out of you? <laughs> you know, you and your soccer yesterday. I'm sitting down. There's a big play at the goal line. And there he is. He's watching the uh, the, the tape delayed soccer game on his it's computer. Thirteen minute highlights. He's Real texting Madrid. us from like over your Barcelona. shoulder. You yeah. can see Yurko's sitting there. The the Bears are on the big, and Yurko's looking at his computer screen watching soccer. One eye on the big screen, one eye on the little screen. Fourteen so nothing. Yeah. So Fourteen nothing. What do I need to know? Sylvie, last time the Bears came back from a 14 Did you guys figure that out? Yeah, I, don't, I didn't look. I, I've asked, I can yeah. research. Sylvie, uh, against any the idea? Detroit Lions. For when? What year? Uh, 2018. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it know. hasn't been in the last two years because they've won five games. And I don't think they've been They weren't down the by. Name, no, I don't think so. I don't think they can come back from behind. I don't think so. Guys. No, they're not built that way. Not this they're year. not built that way. I knew I was in for the next five hours were just going to be a slow, batan death march toward the one thirty hour. You know, it does suck when like you're just sort of waiting hour. for the game to end, you know? That's it. You're kind of like, eh, all right. That's it. No shot. Two and six. Waiting for the game to end. That's just kind of waiting for it to end. 
We are the get right squad for other teams. Yeah, boy, the Sharps called that. They yeah. were all over that. Yeah. That was a good that was a good little angle. I didn't think too well, much listen, of it until Furman had said I, it. You, you know, know and what, then, though? The, uh, Connor's the one that probably should have put everyone on the scent about the teams that yeah, they've beaten the and the quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah. When you can't pressure good quarterbacks, yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah. When you can't pressure bad quarterbacks, you still got a chance. Right, you have a shot, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, like when you can't pressure Jesus. Justin Herbert. No, you're probably going to get beat. What are you going to do? You can't pressure Patrick Mahomes. Guess what happens? You get, things, you get forty hung. You get forty hung. Bad on. things happen to you. Yeah. And when you do bring the blitz, and like you, you and I, were, uh, you're already a screen heavy team. Yeah. But you know, you walk somebody up, and there's any thought at all. You, I mean, what was the uh, your little eye dot? His eye dot uh, was his eye dot was the lowest of the week. Dot, one game to go tonight. Yeah, he had the lowest eight out of the week, and he still threw for three hundred yeah. yards. Think Herbert, about that. Yeah. What is it? The average distance, the average depth of, of depth throw. of target. Yeah. 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 Average distance of throw or depth of target. It's still a game to go tonight. He was at love four that. eight, which is the lowest of the week. Yeah. What a stat! I love that stat. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's you know the whole thing was just kind of blah again. I, I, I'm telling you, I don't get the let's. Uh, well, let's it started with a pop. I, I mean, come on, the what? Come on, it started with a pop. You, you're, and, and when we the say around, things like that, what's with, what's with the mustache? The tailor. I like yeah, it. Just noticed, <laughs> I noticed <laughs> it earlier. Yeah. <laughs> If you're going to say that's the old flavor saver right there. That's right. You got a little soup. Got some Zeckler working. Some lobster bisque. You got a little lobster bisque in there. You got a little Zeckler working up there, don't you? I like his reaction. If you're going to say, well, if it would have worked, it would have been great. Listen, you don't put. You put Trent Taylor or Valus Jones in that, and guess what? Everybody friggin' knows. We're doing an end around. Fooling anybody. Carm, he is by far their slowest wide receiver. Take it from a slow wide receiver. When I saw it, I, I went back to his, his 40 time at the combine. I think it was 463. And, and I would argue that the guy that tackled him, Khalil Mack, would probably runs a sub 463. Probably. So it's just. Yeah. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. I don't know. I just think, I, I think when, when guys like that get inserted, he's going emotional. I don't think up. you're tricking anybody. I, 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 antennas up is right. It's a silly play call after what you just accomplished. Mm. And now you're in third and, you know, uh, long. You lose two yards on that play, and then the sack happens, and you really got no shot. Uh, that's uh, a play, Yerk, that Cody Whitehair just got yeah, bull rushed. Yeah. Joey Bosa just kind of. That was the sack. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you know, again, Posted when they. the shoulder, when hasta la bye-bye right over the top. When they take a defensive end, so to speak, and they put him on the inside yeah. because they've identified it. Right, yeah. the weakest yeah, he link. He was not inside. He yeah. was inside on You are the weakest link. Yeah. But in the game, you get eliminated. Uh, Whitehair stayed out there. And then don't worry, he's not the weakest link. The weakest link is the center. Yeah. Lucas Patrick is awful. The fourth down play may have been a horrible call, but Darnell Wright whiffs, and Lucas Patrick got knocked back three yards. Lucas Lucas, uh, Patrick. Other than that, it was all good. (laughs) Uh, Luke Getze should be fired for vouching for Luke Getze. That's who should get fired. Uh, Vouching for Lucas Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Getze vouching for Lucas Patrick. That's a fireable offense right there. It's it's why I don't. Uh, what's why not find out what you have in in Kramer? Your rebuilding team, Jerry Kramer, whose other two centers aren't good. Why not find out what Doug Kramer can do? I mean, when it can't be and, worse, when, can when, it? When you're two and six, the problem is these coaches get into like self preservation mode. Maybe Sylvie, but I don't. But disagree but, but with if self preservation uh, mode on bad, if they're already bad, 
the two other centers. You might get a bunch of you might get a bunch of like uh, word salad about how they're veterans, and I don't know, man. Do you know what? My, I don't disagree with you. My somebody, overwhelming but. thought about the O line yesterday. I looked at the sideline. Dan Feeney has one fabulous yeah, mullet. Got a good mullet. He has a, just a glorious Why can't mullet. He play? I, I don't know. You gave up a six-round pick for him, too. Yeah, I know. He's I know. on the sidelines. Dan Feeney has like a mullet hat. Yeah. Maybe they traded him for the mullet. The power of the he's mullet. A, he's another. They love their Chicago area guys. Yeah. Or they sure do. Oh, yeah. Another Chicago area guy. Bear down. But it was just sort of a blob. You bear. know, it was just blob. By the end of the night, it's like, you know. I told these guys, I, I was like bear. racing to get to the last episode of uh, Get Gotti on Netflix. It's yeah. great. Three Is it good? It's great. Yeah. You guys are going to love it. Get Gotti? It's about getting John Gotti. Yeah. Netflix doc. I'm doing the, the Uber series that originally aired on Showtime. I don't think I've seen that It's a good cast either. in there, too. Yeah. About Uber? Yes. This one's straight documentary. The Gotti one is straight documentary. Documentary. Yeah. It's this not, is uh, not a yeah. documentary. The docu, what docu-drama. Docu-drama. docudrama. Yeah. Is his family completely out of the uh, game or no? Uber. Who? Gotti? Yeah. The Gotti family? I don't know. I have, to be honest, I, I don't know. I've got the last episode to watch. I remember the kids, the all episode. they wanted was their chinchilla jackets. That's yeah. all they wanted. I remember the kids. Was it John Jr.? Was it, was yeah, it one of the characters in it? They wanted yeah. chinchilla jackets. That's yeah. all they wanted. Oh, you guys have uh, flus here? Yes, coach okay. is ready to all go. Right, we'll oh, see you, boys. Thanks, Talk to you tomorrow. Right. Coach your show next. All right, uh, let's uh, bring him in right now. Uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus, joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's start at the top of the game, uh, the the Darnell Mooney catch. It was a fantastic start, but again, he stopped running. Um, What went wrong there? Why did he stop running, and what should he have done? Yeah, so, you know, you look at the tape again there, and again, uh, the guy, the back judge in the middle of the field, what he did was he he threw the flag, and then he blew his whistle. And uh, that's why Darnell stopped running because Darnell, going back and looking at the tape, he did get he did run, got up and started running, and then uh, you know Derm was chasing him, and he looked inside there, and the the referee uh, blew it dead, and uh, that's why he stopped, you know. So again, he wasn't touched, and again, we should have kept running. There shouldn't have been a whistle or or, uh, or a stoppage of play there. Is there still anything that you can do to petition the officials if he doesn't stop running? to review that and, and and to get six on the board. Yeah, once you there there's nothing you can do. You know, you can obviously you can you and, and talk to the official wait, 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 go from there, but that's really what's all you have at that point. Coach, we lost you there for a second. Can you just repeat that answer? No, I just said all you can do is turn it into the officials and see what you know what they say, what the response is, and then go from there. There's really nothing in game you can do. Coach, how did you uh, feel your young quarterback you played? Yes. Let's see. If, let's see. Yeah, if we get where um, I thought he played solid. You know. But yeah, let's see. Got- yeah, we, we've got a little bit of a delay. Let's see if we can um, reestablish it or at least uh, drop it and then reconnect again because I think there's a delay on Coach's end and also keeps going in and out, and I don't want to have to uh, have Coach have a delay and us have a delay and us not have it from the start. So uh, we've got him on the uh, Comrex unit, and uh, we'll uh, start. It was clean last week. It was. No, yeah. and I, I, th- I, I think the feed is still clean, but sometimes we've got it on a little bit of a delay. We'll get that worked out. 
So, so the whistle blew. Yeah, I and think that's, that's why that Darnell actually stopped. It looked like that. So, uh, and then Derwin James actually pushed him out of bounds at the 15 or 20 yard line. So it wouldn't have been a touchdown at that point. But, uh, yeah, at that, I, I would think as a receiver, if you think there's any question at all, get up and go to the end zone and let the officials sort it out after. So I was allergic to the end zone, so I didn't have that problem very frequently. Ten times you scored. Yeah. Yeah. But I really couldn't find my way in there okay. very often. Go ahead, uh, Coach, uh, back on oh, the Oh, yeah, line. Coach, I was going to ask you how you felt your young quarterback played last night. Yeah, I thought he played solid, you know, in points and, uh, you know, really did a good job spreading the ball around uh, at times. And, and again, uh, he did put the ball in harm's way a couple times. And we, you know, obviously visited with him uh, today about that. And, uh, again, that's not always him. Yeah, uh, let's put him back on hold. Let's see if we can connect on uh, on a phone line today because the Comrex, for whatever reason, isn't working. Everything this year has just been too yeah, hard. It, it, it has been, it, yeah, it is. Everything been very hard yeah. for everybody involved. It's been difficult. It's been a very difficult season. So, but, uh, yeah, I was looking for them to build on what they did last week and uh, really never happened. And to get behind 17 nothing at the end of the first half, you could, or at the end of the, whatever it was, you could tell that it kind of got them out of their, their plan offensively. So, but got four hours to talk about it today. Yes, we do. And if you want to load up the phone lines, 312-332-3776. That's our phone number. If you want to talk about the game, we'll uh, wait to see if we can get uh, Coach Eberflus. I know he's got his press conference that he's got to do at uh, Hallis Hall. Um, but if you want to talk about last night's game, 312-332-3776. I want to talk to him about the uh, the tackling yeah. and the lack thereof. I think the I defense, know. after three really solid outings, uh, took a step back yesterday or last night. It really wasn't their best performance, that's for sure. Tackling was an issue in the first half. The first drive that ended up in a touchdown, the screen. I think T.J. Edwards missed a tackle there. And then the final drive of the first half, Stevenson's. It's a tough assignment with a 6'8 tight end, but you got to get him on the ground and try to hold them to a field goal there. So tackling wasn't their best. This no, week. no. Stevenson does, though. I, I like he's got he's got something to him. Yeah. Like I like I'm, I'm excited to go forward with him. I agree. I'm very excited. Uh, go, uh, so I think we've got him back. Let's let's third time's a charm. Fring, uh, yeah, fingers coach, crossed. Going to ask you about we again. apologize, coach. Yeah, our fault uh, about uh, the play of Tyson Bajant. Yeah, so like I said, he played solid. You know, obviously, you know, he was uh, 25 or 37 for 232, and we just got to eliminate those two interceptions. Uh, but I do think that uh, he operated no huddle uh, when we were in that mode in the second half. I thought he did that really well and distributed the ball around, um, you know, to our skill. Uh, it looked at times as if he was reluctant to push the ball downfield. After looking at the, feel, uh, the film today, was that the case, or, or did he make the majority of the reads the right way? No, he did push the ball. Obviously, we talked about that first play, you know, and throwing the ball down the field, and we did get, take a couple shots down there, which I thought was good. The one to Bayless was also another good shot down the field. So I think we did push the ball down the field uh, more and stretch it, stretch the team vertically and horizontally this game. Uh, are you ready to say who's going to start this week for your team at quarterback? Yeah, so uh, Justin Fields is week to week and still working with the trainers. Um, he is improving, uh, but Tyson uh, will continue as our quarterback until uh, he is healthy. Okay, so it will be Tyson Bajan against the New Orleans Saints. Um, yes, sir. But but Justin is getting better. Is he starting to throw the football now? Yeah, 
is there. He's just working with the trainers, and we'll see where it is, and it's week to week. Uh, um, as far as um, uh, something they said on the broadcast yesterday, some Bears fans didn't love to hear it either. It was Chris Collinsworth who said that Justin can learn from Tyson Bagent as far as working through his progressions. Is that a thought you would agree or disagree with? Uh, I would say in the meetings, you know, with the quarterbacks, you know, they're learning together. Um, I would say that, you know, the coaches, um, you know, the players, we're learning together what, you know, it takes to be a good quarterback and to be a great quarterback. And part of that is going through progressions. Part of that is, you know, doing your play fakes right. Part of that is, you know, doing your cans from run pass to pass run, all the things it takes to be a great quarterback, and they work together on that. Coach, defensively, after three good outings last night was a disappointment. A lot of missed tackles. What happens when guys are missing tackles? Why is that occurring? Yeah, and, and again, we've been working diligently on that. We've been really good the last three weeks uh, at it. And again, the first half, you know, just wasn't what we went up, up to our standard. And, you know, to me, it comes down to angles. Um, it comes down to your to your vision and your keys, what you're seeing, and being able to beat them to the punch. And I thought we were uh, didn't do that well enough yesterday in the first half. Well, why, why is that? Why, uh, like I heard you say that at halftime uh, to J-Mac, fundamentals. These are professional football players. Why do they lack fundamentals in the middle of an NFL season? Yeah, just, it, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to just wire them back into it, you know. And again, like I said, we've been really good. We've only missed, you know, you know five tackles in the last uh, couple games. You know, those, that's a pretty good mark. I think we just nine against the you know, the Raiders maybe it was it was close to that number, which single digits is pretty good. We didn't really do a good job in the first half. It really was more about our angles um, than anything else. It's about cupping the football and eliminating those explosives. And uh, you know, you look at that screenplay that Eckler broke out, you know, we had a we had a player that was there, you know, had the right angle. You know, we just gotta make sure that he does a good job of gathering himself at the very end to make a good tackle. Um and then that we gotta force that ball back inside. Coach, uh, last night, no pressure on Herbert, which turned into a, a difficult night for your secondary. Ten sacks on the season. It's the lowest number in the National Football League. How? What can you do different? If you can't get there with your front four, what can you do different as the defensive coordinator to try and get more pressure on opposing quarterbacks? Yeah, our pressure numbers have been up a little bit. we got to up those again, so we'll see where it goes. But, uh, again, we got to keep doing that. I, we had some good pressures in the second half of that game. Um, you know, we had two by TJ Edwards did a nice job of getting in there. And uh, so it's again, we always got to look at that. But again, sometimes you got to send more than four. You mentioned Velas Jones and going deep with Velas. He dropped that pass. He lost his feet. Are you starting to get frustrated with a lack of production? No, you know, we're just, you know, obviously we have the people on our roster and those guys are, are doing a good job. Those are the five receivers that we have up at this current time. And those guys got to continue to work and to improve. Um, and work together. I know that that the game kind of got away from you early, but uh, it seemed as if you were reluctant, you guys were, to to continue to run the football. And at the end of the day, despite Deontay Foreman playing exceptionally well the last two weeks, he only ended up with nine carries. Um, Unfortunate? Is something you'd like to do differently if you could get the ball in his hands more? We've got to put another diamond. Maybe not. Put another diamond. I wanted to see Deontay with more carries yesterday. Only nine after running hard and setting the tone. I think you can still run the football even when you're down early, especially with a young quarterback. 
So we got him back. Go ahead, ask him. Coach, I was asking you again. Uh, any regrets, Deontay Foreman only having nine carries yesterday? No, just the the regret of us not having the game in, in the right situation for us to be able to run the rock like we like we like to. So again, it was uh, you know not good early for us. You know, offense, defense, or, or kicking, and uh, that's where the game was in the second half. Coach, I know how desperately you want to win, and you want to win a couple in a row and start stacking wins, as they say. Um, not only have you not been able to do that, but usually after a win, you've been beaten and now by an average of almost two scores a game. Why have you lost and lost those games decisively? Well, it comes down to the fundamentals. You know, it comes down to fundamentals of the game. And uh, when you do the fundamentals right, like we did against the, the Raiders, like we did against Washington, um, good things happen. You know, and that's, I'm just talking about the basics of football and we do it all together. And, uh, our guys have individual responsibility to, you know, play well, and that's up. That's our partnership with the players and coaches. And uh, when we do that, uh, we like the result. Is it just that? Are you not talented enough to put that together at this point? Yeah, we're just, like I said, it's just it's a group effort together. It's the players uh, and the coaches and us performing well during the week, and then us executing during the game. Uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow, Coach, and I know you you made it clear to us last week. That's that's Ryan's decision, but you are the head coach of the football team. Are you uh, kept informed with Ryan as to what's going on at the trade deadline tomorrow? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yes, so we have several conversations during these uh, weeks leading up to it, and again, um, all those uh, decisions are going to be his, and uh, he's still looking at some things, and we'll see what happens. Coach, can you give us an update on Braxton Jones' status? Yeah, he's in the 21-day window. You know, so he remains in that 21-day window, and uh, we'll see where he is this week. And uh, you know, we're always hopeful that our guys are going to get better. Coach, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. All right, thanks. There's a uh, Coach Matt Eberflus. We will get the technical difficulties on our end ironed out. You'll be sure about that. So um, we that went about as smoothly. Yeah, as, uh, you know as me with this. You know me with the the, the f- <laughs> how I feel about I that. You handled it quite well. well. No, and the the Comrex issue is on our our end too. That's yeah. something that we need to figure out, yeah. and we can't have that. Nope. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Everything about this team is exhausting. We did get information though. I mean, uh, yep. we we got information that it is Tyson Bajan. It's still a week to week thing here with Justin. So. Yeah, um, it's it's it, hard to believe that that thing is going to resolve itself soon. I mean, he still has the splint on his thumb. It's yeah. the thumb on his throwing hand. Like, think that anybody and everyone wants Justin to be back sooner rather than later. It's one of those things that I think just put yourself in that position and then say to yourself, could I really come back sooner rather than later from this? And the answer to it is probably no. And if you're the biggest Justin fan, if you're Justin himself, if you're his family, you don't want him to rush back no. and then play with a thumb that is is just not comfortable. It you, limits you. Like you see Herbert and and Abdallah brought up this point all last week. That finger on his non-throwing hand has affected him for these last several weeks. That was his first good game in, in the last few weeks. Yeah. So, uh, and then we, we I, do that for folks. We get them right. Well, of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, we're the get, get you right team. We get you right. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I mentioned this before with, with Rodgers last year. Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback 
And that thumb, he tried to play through. He wasn't right all of last year. Two years ago, Russell Wilson tried to come back, played through a a broken finger. He had surgery on the finger. Tried to come back a week or two before, um, you know, early. and, And that bothered him. I know you could get cleared and you can come back quicker. But this is a guy, it's going to bother him the rest of the year. No question. And when you start to go outside and the weather becomes an issue as well, that's going to make it even more difficult. So definitely not a scenario where you're, whether you're Justin, you're Justin's people, you're looking for today, you're looking for next week, or you're looking down the road. It's just like, I don't have any doubt that he wants to play. He's a competitor. Everyone wants him back, but... If you can't grip a football, how the hell are you going to throw a football? Yeah, yeah. So your thoughts on yesterday, whether it's Bajan's performance, whether it was a lack of tackling, um, you know, I, I continue to take issue with compounding the, the, the bad draft of Valus Jones. Like, I got one reaction yesterday on Twitter saying, like, Valus is a small little issue on a, on a, a team full of big issues. And I think it's a bigger representation of what's wrong with the team it's his first offensive draft pick that they continue to double down on when they already know he's a failure don't ignore even a small crack in your foundation i don't think it's a small crack he missed the touchdown touchdowns are vital on this team i'm speaking to that person that says it's a small thing i'm saying to that person don't ignore even a small crack in your foundation and i'm talking to this person that this isn't small, and that touchdowns aren't small, and this is a roster spot on a rebuilding team. You need to find players that you can grow with going forward, and the sooner you identify that someone isn't a guy going forward, you need to cut bait with. The one thing, and I'll share you more, I'll tell you the biggest difference between Bajent and Valus Jones coming up here in a moment in my comparison. 312-332-3776. What bothered you most about yesterday? It was another loss on Sunday night football. It was another blown opportunity to win back-to-back games for this team that has gone over a full year and a half without winning back-to-back games. 312-332-3776. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Here's the snap. Bajan. little stunt. They throw to the near side. Oh. Throw it right to a, a defender. It's the... Nickel defender, Jasir Taylor, with the interception and bumped out of bounds. They're rushing five. The pocket holds. Mooney over the middle. And the pass is taken out of his hands and intercepted by Derwin James. A Derwin James stiff arm against Scott to the sideline. He runs right. And that is a second interception of Tyson Bajan. couple interceptions yesterday from uh, Tyson Bajan. He wasn't awful, but he wasn't great. He's still a rookie starting his second game. The Bears as a whole were really bad yesterday. And uh, here we are again talking about uh, yet another loss. We just talked to Matt Eberflus. He did announce that uh, Tyson Bajant will start against the Saints. And Justin is still listed as week to week. And he is still 
uh, working with the trainers to try to get back. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. Just one more thing on the Valus point, because I said something at the break. And, and, and I do think it is important because, again, it was Ryan Poles' first offensive player he drafted. It was a third-round pick that they continue to use as a game-day active, and they continue to use as a guy that they run plays for. Um, the thing that they say about Bajent, and, and Mike Tirico said yesterday about the, the, the thousands of hours that you put in doing a craft until you become an expert, um, Bajent has, 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 has done so much as a quarterback, albeit a shepherd, but still, he has started so many games that a lot of people think that he can be successful because he has seen a lot. Valus Jones, the one thing that never sat well with me is wherever he went, Valus Jones was never successful. Never. Valus Jones was never successful at USC. Valus Jones had one blip at Tennessee for 800 yards, and he was 24 years old playing against a bunch of 18-year-olds. And I said that at the time that they drafted him. He never started a bunch of games. He never starred in a bunch of games. He never showed you that he was a good football player. And other guys have great tape, whether it's Division Two, whether it's 1AA, whether it's a smaller school in Division One, whether it's big-time Division One. Velas Jones never put together great football tape. And they continue to try to force him down our throat. And it continues to hold true on an NFL level. Velas Jones has not put together good tape on a football field in the National Football League. But what do they continue to do? They continue to march him out there on a rebuilding team, taking up a roster spot where someone else could get an opportunity. Stop the madness. It's a bad decision. Understand you've made a mistake like you did with Chase Claypool, like you've done with other people. Say, I screwed up. I drafted him too high. We, we thought we were getting Debo Samuel. He's not good. He never played well in college. We reached for him. We thought we could develop him. He's never going to develop. He can't keep his feet. He can't catch a ball. He can't return a punt. The only thing he's doing is watching a kickoff go over his head in the end zone, and he's wasting a roster spot. We have Tyler Scott who can do the exact same thing, and he's a true wide receiver. Get him off the roster, and no one's going to claim him. Put him on your damn practice squad. And if someone does claim him, too bad, so sad, you lose him. But right now, I'm very upset at Ryan Poles for this because I thought Ryan Poles has a bunch of common sense. He has made some mistakes, but I thought common sense wasn't something Ryan Poles has lacked. But the Valus Jones madness has shown me that he's got a blind spot for this kid, and I don't know why. I'm very upset with you, Ryan Poles. I'm very upset, Ryan Poles. Look, it's a simple, it's, it, it's the ultimate litmus test. Is the juice worth the squeeze? It's not. And you earn the opportunity to play in this league. Some guys, you know, get a, 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 a more free pass than others. But once you do get that opportunity to play, you earn the right to continue to play. And there's been nothing that he has done that leads you to the conclusion that he should continue to get the opportunity. He is not a positive contributor to your football team. So to continue to run him out there, 
you're better off giving those opportunities to somebody else to see if you can find somebody that can fit that role or fill that role that you tried to give to this young man. Right. It's just not working. Like Smith Marset last year, where was he drafted? The third or fourth round or something out of Iowa by Minnesota. They brought him in. He cost them in a game or two. What they do? Bounced him. We're done. We're done with him. We gave him a look. We're done with him. But because Ryan Poles drafted this guy, and again, there's no good film on Valus Jones. It doesn't exist. It didn't exist in all of these years in college. Try to find the good USC tape. It doesn't exist. You're trying to create magic here. It, it's not out there. At least, you know, all the people who want to rip a Bajent, Bajan's got years of great tape. It happened at Shepard, but he played really good football. You'd be doing yourself, a, uh, I think, a service as a general manager just to admit it and move on. Move on. As opposed to continue to try to get something out of him that he's not capable of giving you. Because I think it, it is a bigger mark against you as a player personnel guy if you aren't flexible enough to move away from him. So not only have you made the mistake in your evaluation, but you're also compounding that mistake by sticking with a guy. Instead of just saying to yourself and your team, look, we made a mistake, we're going to move on now, we're going to give this opportunity to somebody else. I think it shows you know, bad judgment to continue to try to run him out there and get something out of him that he hasn't been able to provide. You're this hurting isn't the rest of you, and you're hurting the rest of your guys when a play like that goes right. And, and credit to the entire offense there. They overcame a couple of bad, that bad play and the commit bad call when he actually ran for the touchdown and they blew him dead that it was the, the third time they were actually able to score. It was one of the bright spots of the game. Uh, really a few because there weren't many like it's yesterday. just another example of them being so self-destructive. Uh, just a self-destructive performance from this team after a nice win, albeit against a bad Raiders team. Seven penalties, two turnovers, poor tackling, poor decision-making across the board. There's a reason why you can't stack wins. Yeah. Because you can't consistently play clean football and when you're not very talented. And there is no mistaking which team was the more talented team? They may have had comparable records. The Chargers may have been a 2-4 and four team going into that game last night. It's not even close, the difference between the talent on both sides of the football. And we knew that going Absolutely. in. Absolutely. But, but, but with that as a backdrop, what it means is, is if you're facing a more talented opponent, it's even more crucial that you don't beat yourself. Yeah. And from the opening drive, they beat themselves. Right away. Right away. Whether it's... It's uh, Cody Whitehair getting bull rushed, whether it's Lucas Patrick with the numerous penalties. You know, they finally, I think of it, wasn't it? Forget what drive it was. It was they finally they, they, they got off to a, a good 17 yard, second drive, second and six, 17 yard run by Deontay Foreman, called back mm-hmm. because of holding. Mm-hmm. I'm Patrick, right? So, yeah. So now you're faced with a third and 16. You're yeah. not going to get a third and 16. You're, you're, you know, frequently or consistently, especially with a young quarterback. Who, by the way, you said it, he wasn't horrible. He performed like probably not the magician or the magical person that people were hoping for, but an undrafted rookie backup quarterback who did some good things and did some bad things, and there's some issues to point out. But at the end of the day, I mean, he wasn't the worst thing that happened to you. No, no, he made some decent throws. Yeah. I still thought he made some decent throws. 
Uh, but again, like going back to the the fundamental thing that Eberflus told us, and he told, and and I tried to press him on it. The 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 fundamental excuse rings hollow for me when when he says our missed tackles is fundamentals. It's just like when he said to us a couple of weeks ago when they were coming off the loss. Well, we don't coach the offensive line this way to have the big offensive lineman pick up the blitzer and the running back to pick up the big defensive lineman. That's not the way it's coached, but yet that's how they were doing it. Soon you point to the coaching staff and say, why does this stuff continue to happen? Why, are you, why is your football team lacking fundamentals? Whether you're doing it or not, your team's a bad representation of good football. You're lacking fundamentals. That's a poor reflection of the coaching staff. You can claim fundamentals all you want, but when you're in the middle of the season and you're missing tackles and you're playing sloppy football and you're creating penalties and you're shooting yourself in the foot, you say to yourself, that's a bad reflection on the coaching staff. If it starts to happen, you replace the players. If it continues to happen, you replace the players and you change your coaching staff. Unless your name is Valus Jones and you don't replace the players. Well, that's true. 312-332-3776. All right, we'll get to all your calls. Um, we got a ton of uh, phones to get to. I want to play you um, something that Tom Thayer had to say about the fourth and one call in the third quarter. When the game was still there for the taking, a play design that he hated, uh, something you heard on ESPN 1000, and then all of your calls were uninterrupted when we come back for over a half hour. So all of your phone calls and Thayer's breakdown of a fourth down that he hated next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Davis Jones in the game, high snap out of the gun. They fake the handoff to Foreman with time. Here's the throw, Bajor going deep. He's got a wide open, Davis Jones fell down to the end zone, and he could not hang out of the ball. He was on his seat trying to catch it, and he couldn't do it. And I'm not trying to pick on Valus. Matt Murphy tweets, and he says, the level of attention and intensity of reaction being given to Valus Jones is ridiculous. He should be caught. And the list of reasons why the team is 2-6, and six, Valus Jones is not in the top 10. Move on already. The other reason why I think it's symbolic is I've told you that he is Ryan Poles' first offensive draft pick. If you can't get Valus Jones right and no one to part ways or know what he is when you draft him, and you can't get the center position right when you know it's a glaring weakness, how are you going to figure out the quarterback position? How are you going to know whether or not to keep Justin or draft one of these quarterbacks with the Carolina pick? That's my point about like the, the judgment. It calls your judgment into question. And that's... As the general manager, like, look... You're better off admitting the mistake and moving on. No one's going to hit 100, you know, 100%. I think it's and it's more of an indictment on your judgment as a front right. office guy to stick with this situation versus to just move on from That's it. my point, Isley. You've got to see the forest through the trees here, gang. Like, I don't want to go Coach Ditka on you. Listen, gang. 
Listen, gang, like it's 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 more than just Valus. It's a symbolic thing about the rebuild. This was the start of the rebuild. This was a mistake he made at the start of the rebuild that he refuses to part ways with. And if he can't get that part right, how do you expect to get the heavy lifting right? He's got a major decision to make with Fields and the draftable quarterback. Did you see the confused? That's not the correct word. Did you see the disturbed look on Kevin Warren's face? They showed him you in his suite. Me. I didn't see that. It's so fine. Well, one of the questions that has to be going through my mind if I'm President Kevin Warren is, is why are we continuing to run him out out there? Why are we continuing to run Valus Jones out there? What, is this part of our evaluation process? Why have we come to the conclusion that that he should be out there taking snaps away from somebody else? And it's uh, listen, there are no dumb questions when it comes to asking things about this franchise. This franchise is in my heart and my soul. They're exhausting right now. They're a bad team. They're, they make right now they're making bad decisions. And this becomes it's obviously become a trend. And I think we were all very excited about possibly everything turning in pointed in the right direction. And what have you seen this year? We've seen more questionable decisions and more questionable behavior from this entire franchise. Well, isn't the isn't this the exact same relationship with Warren and Poles as Poles and Fields? Do you know what I'm saying? Not my guy? Right. That while Ryan Poles inherited Justin Fields, he says he likes him. Yep. He says he wants to see him succeed. He's trying to help him succeed, but at the end of the day, he's still not the guy who hired him or drafted him. Yeah. Just like we've heard that Kevin Warren likes Ryan Poles and that he wants him to succeed and that they have a good relationship, but at the end of the day, Kevin Warren didn't hire no. Ryan Poles. And if the team continues to struggle, everything's on he's going to have a decision to make, too. Yes. So, like... Poles is evaluating Fields, but also isn't Warren evaluating Poles and and the coach? Well, right. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, everybody, everything's up for for conversation. So, there's, there's nothing that's off the table, right? I wouldn't think. If there are things that are off the table up at Hallis Hall, then mm. guess what the conclusion then is? Then the table is everything. Is broken. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if in fact you have made this decision to move on. From Ted Phillips to Kevin Warren and give him full autonomy on football decisions, then you got to let the man do his job, which then to me, if you connect the dots, would mean that all of these questions are valid questions and ones that will be asked and have to be answered. This was the fourth down play. Then I'll play you there. Then I want to get to all your calls. 312 332 3776. We're uninterrupted for about the next half hour. Um, so this was fourth down, uh, third quarter. Bears were chasing at the time 27 to 7, uh, but they were driving. Or no, they weren't really driving. I guess this was at their, this was at their own 30, basically. But it gave the ball right back to the Chargers uh, to kick a field goal. But uh, So listen to the play. Brings a man in motion. Scott, they take a turn. Give it to Roshan Johnson. He did a little skipping, and he's turned away. Chargers have turned away the Bears. And they will take over deep in the Bears' territory. He did not get the first down. Wasn't a blast. It was a little skip and a run. Yeah, but exactly what you can't do. If you're going to have a skip and a run on a fourth down attempt conversion, 
and then you're bouncing it to the outside towards Joey Bosa, you're limiting your chances of success. So that was uh, the breakdown. And then here's the, when they come back, Thayer breaks down. No, this isn't it. Oh, no, I thought there was more of a breakdown after that. So we don't no, have yeah, that. that. That was the full breakdown there. I can add this to it. Uh, having watched it quite a bit, uh, you, you don't want a, a, a hop skip. You don't want one of those moves from your running back. But it's necessary when the center's in your lap. And your right tackle whiffs on a block. So I'm not telling you it was the best call on the face of the planet. But like most things in 2023, there is shared culpability here where Lucas Patrick has driven off the football. And Darnell Wright, who's been a very good rookie for them, whiffs on a block. And Roshan Johnson has to take that jump cut. See, that's how I was listening to the radio while I was driving home at this point. Thayer came back after the play and did not like the design of the play. I know what you're talking about with the execution. Thayer didn't love, and when they came back from a commercial break, he explained that they brought in, I believe it was uh, DJ Moore and another wide receiver to sort of dress up the play to make it look like they could do something else where he wanted more blockers in the game. He wanted blasting game, and he wanted someone else to go with more power to, to help block. Like, hey, we're going to pick up a yard, and we're going to get our best blockers instead of just showing you, hey, you look out here. There's a couple wide receivers that we're not using at all, and we're going to fool you into thinking that we could throw the ball downfield on this play. Thayer didn't like the design of the play whatsoever. I think whatsoever. it's a really good common sense comment by Tom Thayer. And like I said, all year long, what you've had is shared culpability. The play may stink a little bit. The execution stinks just as much. And together, it's a pile. Yeah.